tip. Good afternoon. It is April 25th, 2023. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Levinos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? We are in spring now. That means that every once in a while, we're going to have a little baseball talk. It's not anything you're going to be expecting, so I'm going to throw this as a little bit of a curveball, if you will. Uh, town in New Jersey is having trouble with umpires and referees quitting because the parents are just being awful. Like, they got them on, on camera. It's just just the, the, the whole time. And you know from you know, youth sports you know, back in the days, a lot of these guys are, like, they're a lot of times they're teenagers. You and I have definitely refereed a, a, a youth girls game together. And I believe we got paid, but we probably weren't getting paid much. And it might have even been a volunteer uh position so it's just like if you're if you're berating these these officials they, they they can hear you they're real people and it's not the tv so it's it's not like you just yell this into the the abyss and uh the group is is they're getting tired of it because they're they're losing out on on these umpires so what they've decided is that if you go to a game and you misbehave and you decide you're going to yell at one of the umpires you will be selected and then you have to sign up to umpire three baseball games before you can come back as a fan what do you think i like it i like it you know there's one moment that just comes to mind in, I, I mean i can't even tell you what age i am not old this is this is not an irrelevant basketball game but this isn't enough of a relevant story where there was referees so it's an organized game i'm, I'm thinking sixth grade i don't know just ballpark in middle school maybe something like that there's this fan it's in a small gym it's in a gym so small that there really aren't even bleachers there's like two two rows of bleachers and that's it, and then just a wall like all the way around. So th- there's there's no hiding in this. So if there's a parent or a fan or somebody in the crowd that's saying something, everybody's going to hear it. And there was a parent in the crowd just not giving anybody a break on anything. And like I said, this is not an important basketball game. This is a very much a sixth grade. There's no way this game could have meant as much as it did to anyone else as it did to this parent. The ref eventually had enough and it's to the point where they can kind of turn and look at him and like hey what, what's what, what's going on like what are we doing but they didn't they didn't do that what they did was they went and they sat in the stands and they took off their their whistle and they put it on them and then they left <laughs> they just walked right huh. out and said you do it so it sounds like that's where we got right here in possibly a little bit more mature fashion of saying if you want to reattend all of this how about you give it a try and see how you deal with it and I, you know what, you let me know when it happens because I would love to be in the fan, in the crowd for this and just to kind of experience how it is. It's not fun. It's not easy. It's much easier to watch a game and assess the officiating than it is to officiate the game from what, like, it's just not easy to do it live is, is really what it is. It happens fast. There's a lot of things to keep it, keep an eye on. It seems like it'd be easy to see who the ball went off of, but there's a million things you keep an eye on. Is there a foot on the line? Are they on the baseline? You know, how much time is left? Is, is there three seconds? There's there's a lot of things you should really be considering that I, I think it's impressive that we have the amount of volunteers for referees that we got. So take care of the refs. They're not all great. I don't think you should have any expectation of them being great. This is an amateur league, whatever, whatever. Like, why would they have? Not even, not even, not even amateur. Children. Little League is 9 to 12. Children. They're not even in, in or maybe barely into middle school. For sure, not even in high school yet. So for all the frustrated parents, fans, or crowd members, I, I ask you this, like, well, what were you expecting? You know, this isn't, why would they be good at this? There, there's no reason to have that, that high of an expectation that the officiating or anything about this would be as of a high standard as anything you've seen on TV. There's no reason to have that, that expectation. And I think that is more of the wake up call that you need to get across to people. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not supposed to be a good product of, of watching here, right? This is. These are people that are, are here to play a game, not necessarily entertain you. And, and you got to remember that when you're attending this as well. Um, I don't really have a whole lot to say about all that. You know, I just I think we have a lot of, uh, you know, <laughs> poor role models at the moment in the in the NBA playoffs of just straight up crotch shots and just below the belt shots just frequently happening. And there's only been a handful like we've only been in the playoffs for like two weeks. How many guys have gotten just <laughs> a little tap in the nuts just. How many times? It's too many times. I, I, I'm much more. I, th- I, I don't like this. We need to fix all that. I hope that's not going on at younger levels. Is really what I'm getting at. Uh, there was a lot of actions yesterday. I think we kind of have to open with the Miami Bucks series where 
It says, let me just reiterate this. This is the number one the, seed Miami the, Bucks. The Bucks, the Bucks are in trouble. The number eight seed Miami Heat, who lost the playing game to Atlanta in an embarrassing fashion and then was essentially down to Chicago in the playing game to even get into the playoffs, is now up 3-1 after a magnificent, incredible, clutch, spectacular performance from Jimmy Butler. I, I don't know what other acronyms to add to this. It's just a really impressive game of which he just took it. He just took it. It was there. They were going to need something like this because I look around at the roster and I'm like, this guy has no help around him. There, there's not like Bam. Sure, nice player, but not, not the guy you needed. I, I he scores here's, a ton here's, of points. Here's 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 a stat for you right 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 there. Based on what you said, uh, he had 56 points. One that's the all time record for the Miami Heat in the playoffs. It's one of the higher scoring. I think it was top five, at least top ten in the in the playoffs. Remember, Miami Heat isn't some team that's never made the, the you know the playoffs or gone far in the playoffs before. They had Dwayne Wade for pretty much his entire career, as well as LeBron James for a good chunk of his prime. The next highest score on the Heat was who you just mentioned was Bam. He had 15. That difference is the highest difference between the first score and the second score on a playoff uh, team since it was. Uh, Allen Iverson, like obviously a long time ago on on the Sixers, just he and he was unreal. It wasn't just uh, he had put it up in the first half and then coasted or whatever it was. It was no, he was hitting crunch time baskets down the stretch in the fourth to pull away from uh, Drew Holiday, also hitting uh, clutch baskets as well as having to deal with Giannis. Not just deal deal with Giannis, I. I didn't think Giannis was going to play this game, and he does play, and he plays his normal minutes. He, he's, he's out there. I'm not sure if he was 100%. I don't know if that's even fair to assess, but he was out there, and he was playing, and he was doing it. The impressive part for me that Jimmy Butler scored 56 points is that there's like three guys that probably got votes for Defensive Player of the Year on this team, and he did it against that team. Giannis, Brooke, and Drew Holiday for sure all at least received one Defensive Player of the Year vote, and the fact that this guy was able to score 56 points with this – lack of supporting cast with him and the predictability here this isn't shocking this is like all right how 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 can Miami beat Milwaukee or well you know Jim, Jim Jimmy's gonna have to play off Jimmy he's gonna have to have a, like a huge game well you know how about we try not to let that happen and I'm not saying that they didn't try to do that happen but this is this is their only out there there's not like the alternative of like hey we're gonna get the the 50 point bam game next you know you just just watch out like there there's no other moves this is the only move Miami has it's the only home run chance they have and they and they pulled it off and they did it this is not easy to do everyone says they want to have a puncher's chance this is what happens when you take a puncher's chance and you actually connect with it unbelievable all that being said they're up 3-1 they do not have home court I'm not sure what home court means we could talk about it across every single series currently right now sometimes it matters sometimes it doesn't sometimes the traveling is is really irrelevant I mean the, the Kings Warriors they're traveling what 20 minutes apart like this is this, is, this isn't normal travel. I don't care home and away, home and away, whatever. This isn't travel. There's a really good chance I still think Milwaukee walks away with this, with all of that being said. And I'm not going to be shocked by it. I, I think that Miami is just going to be drained in the next game, so that's a wash. And then it's going to come down to game six in Miami. That's It's going to come down so much to all that where if they just get that one in 4-7, now they're going away, and it feels like it's kind of falling away from them. So despite being up 3-1 and being just one win away, Zach, I don't think they're going to do it. But do you think they're going to do it? I, I just can't see them losing three times in a row. I know the Bucs are, are really good, but I'm just wondering if, you know, the stumble with Giannis being hurt and now it's just the, the, the hole's too deep. This was the game where you tie it up and then, all right, now it's even. Now we got home court. Now we'll be set. You just take care of it. But now you have you can't lose one more. You have to win three in a row. And Miami has had their struggles throughout the year. They have a veteran coach, and they got Jimmy Butler that just seems to will his way. That's why we talked about this, uh, you know, a month ago with the with the playing game, saying we don't want to play the Heat, and this just reiterates that and really reinforces the. I am so glad that we are not in an absolute dogfight with uh with with the Heat right now in the uh, first round. Like this is a win for the Celtics, regardless, because even if Milwaukee walks away with this, this is a ruthless first round that they're going to have to come through with Giannis already being banged up. The only way out of this is they go seven. So either they're out or they're going to go seven. This is a win for us. A lot of extra miles. I'm not even sure they are going to be able to do it. I, I think they will. If I, was to, if I were to put money, the thing is, if we were to put money on this, it's not even a great line because they have two home games out of the three. So it's kind of like in some way they should win two out of the three. But if they don't, it's all over. It's 
impressive win for Jimmy. I don't want to take away anything from from him. I I could criticize some of the guys on Milwaukee, but especially because he we haven't you you mentioned the uh, you know the nut shots here uh, early on, but there have been a lot of high level injuries, and Jimmy Butler was able to to power through, which is normally what happens. But when he got hurt at the end of uh, game three, he. He, he 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 didn't play down down the stretch, so it wasn't even sure he was going to play this game. And then he comes out and has this absolute vintage performance. It, it, uh, it's incredible. When he pulled this, I, I don't. You can understand what I said. When he pulls the second three in the fourth quarter, the one they didn't need, the one nobody asked him to take, the one that he never takes normally. He's not a three point shooter. He's not an aggressive offensive player in that sense. Where it's I'm heat checking. I'm shooting the ball early in the shot clock. Never does that pulls up for it and just drains it. it. And it was like, nope, it's over. And then he goes crazy after. I don't know if he jumps on the scorer's table or whatever, but it felt like that was a wrap. Like, he just took it. And there's a handful of players, I think, on the in the league that are capable of doing that. There's probably even less to get the opportunity to do it. I feel like he's done this more than once at this point where his playoff like resume isn't going to necessarily reflect the like the, the actual outcome with the rings on his hands. Like there's some incredible playoff performances by Jimmy Butler at this point against like a really good foe yesterday. Like I, I, I want to reiterate how good the defense is on, on bucks. I got three guys that everyone, like somebody might've voted defensive player of the year on. It's, it's really, really impressive. I'm so glad that we didn't face him in Boston. That's, that's the real bullet dodge here. Uh, this is not the only series. That's three, one, the Lakers Grizzlies last night, a little extra time, a little bonus time. Little little crawl to the finish time. The Lakers finally get the job done. I it, it wasn't easy. It it seemed like it took every ounce out of Anthony Davis and every ounce out of LeBron. But they are also up three one right now after a one seventeen one eleven overtime victory over the Grizzlies, in which John Morant does play. And and this is this is kind of how I thought this was gonna play out. That being said, these guys are not are these okay. Neither of these teams are that good. I, I really came to that conclusion just watching it in overtime yesterday. Watching Russell hit three threes in a row and then feel like he had a good game and then realizing those are the only threes he hit all game. And if he doesn't make those, they're all terrible shots and they're all really bad basketball plays. Schroeder, I think at one point the announcer said, you know, that's like his like fifth, uh, you know, uh, behind the back reach defensive play where he gets beat off the dribble. And the, the only last thing he can do is reach in and hit the ball out. And they were like applauding him as if that was good defense. It's like. No, the guy got beat every single time off the dribble, and not to mention there was twice he left his feet and just threw the ball out to nobody on the sideline. It's it's not looking great. I, if anything, I think this is more of the flaws of the Memphis Grizzlies. Anthony Davis is leading the the playoffs so far with about four point eight blocks defensively. He, he's there. LeBron is leading the playoffs with thirteen rebounds. I don't think they're gonna have enough gas to to wrap this up and actually get it, make a championship out of it. But I think this series is over. This one feels like they're going to wrap this up pretty quick, and and they got a good punch from Jaw. I mean, what what do you think? Do you think that the, this is this is over right now, or is this going as planned? You you had a little bit more higher expectations on the Memphis Grizzlies, and are not nearly the Laker fan that I am. I just didn't think the Lakers were anywhere near this level, ready to go. And then in the first game, they got Reeves and they got Hachimura to just play amazingly uh, on the road. Usually that doesn't happen. And now you got LeBron James doing his thing. You got Anthony Davis, who is just, I don't think he had uh, incredible stats yesterday, but did just enough to, uh, to keep him in. We mentioned all the, the high-level uh, injuries, but two of the main guys that usually get hurt with, like, Anthony Davis and uh, Rob Williams, they're still healthy right now. Whereas some of the other guys, you Jimmy Butler's, who actually he did play, but he kind of got hurt, and Giannis, who those are, like, the Ironmen that you're like, oh, it doesn't matter what happens to them, you know? We've seen Giannis, or it looked like he tore his ACL, and then like two days later, it's, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll play. So I've just been disappointed with how the uh, how the Grizzlies have fared. Uh, I was willing to give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt uh, with Ja Hurt, but Ja's been back the past two games. Uh, he's definitely kind of fallen on that wrist, but it's like if you're out there, it was way more that I had to deal with you on Saturday. I had a wonderful sports day on Saturday. And it was like, ooh, this is what's gonna happen. This was like the, the the cherry on top to the whole day. And oh, you just you just oh, you just kept getting under my skin. Oh, I couldn't I couldn't handle it. I was so mentally I was so mentally weak. I was so ready for Ja to work his magic. And then last night, last night, well, I was glad that I think you went to a 
you know, went to sleep early so I could just like be quiet about it. Cause like, this is not going well. This is not going well for me. It's like, I'll save it for the podcast. Uh, as soon as it went to overtime, but the horn had sounded, but LeBron still hit, it didn't count, but hit a half court, uh, uh, shot. It was like, there's no way they're losing this in overtime. There's just, there's, there's no way this, this, this is, this, this is over. And similar to, uh, you know, the series we just talked about. Uh, and I think this series is much closer on their, uh, the, their their level of, uh, of of ability and just oh, I, I don't think the Lakers are going to lose three times in a row I don't think LeBron's going to let that happen uh, the injury look if one of those guys goes down that's how they lose three in a row if if, if Anthony Davis is out or if LeBron's out I, they, they, I don't think they can win a single game without both of them because the rest of this rest of this team they've already had their games and they 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 all tried to have their game yesterday like D'Angelo Russell fouls out yesterday which is even more frustrating. It's like, okay, you can't even, we can't even keep you on the floor to even take these bad shots. Like this is, you took yourself out of the game. I never saw somebody run off the floor after fouling out so quickly either. It seemed like he was like, all right, yeah, cool. I'm done. Just like brush his hands off. I was like, all right, you guys got it from here. No problem. I'm out. Just, I, I can't believe the supporting cast is, is, is what it is and that they're still having the success that they're having. I want to make a few comments on my Memphis TikToks that I have, I feel like I, I didn't start the bandwagon here, but I was pretty early on it, and uh, and I've continued to say that I don't even know that the Memphis TikToks anymore. Like, do you remember? Do you remember what vines were? Like the the, the things that don't yeah. longer exist. That I think I think these may turn into the Memphis vines because they don't really exist anymore. They don't even want to talk to the media anymore. They don't even want the attention now. Everybody is sticking microphones in their face and they're running away from it. I'm I'm not sure what could possibly be wrong. You know, they they are very comfortable in the Western Conference and. You know they're they're not worried about the anyone there. They they're just you know quietly uh, about to go fishing really really soon. It's 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 really if fun. You, if you were gonna go at a guy really hard, both on the court and it's a little more antics than necessarily just like hard defense, and you're gonna do it in the media afterwards, you gotta know who you're going against. Has this ever worked out for anyone going against LeBron? But except for maybe maybe. Uh, the 2008 Celtics, and that was just when LeBron was just younger. Where once he LeBron's his prime, has this ever worked for someone when they do this stuff? This kind of just buffoonery. Uh, no, but Lance it didn't work. But they had no chance anyways, and he kind of created a chance. But they had no chance anyways, and it didn't work. I guess because they didn't work. That was and the, yeah, that when Lance did it, and that's the one I was mainly thinking of. That was. It, like you're going against prime LeBron. Like, yeah, you got to like pull something out. And that was kind of the first time we'd kind of seen something like that. But I just don't know. I, I don't know if it really changes anything. You know, Ja gets, gets hurt. But I just feel like if you're, if you're Dylan Brooks and if, 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 especially afterwards, after you do the antics, after you make the comments about, oh, I don't respect anybody until they put 40 on me. Well, now you're down 3 1 and now you are skipping the, the media session. I could see you skipping it when you're suspended of like, hey, like, I'm just. I didn't play in the game. How am I going to respond? I want to get asked questions about the game. But now it's like, hey, if this is going to be your whole play here, like you got to follow it up. I just want to know what happened out there. Is, is that is that fair to say? You've been telling me things without me asking for the whole season. No, Nobody's asking all this. We, we asked maybe a few questions, and you gave us answers that nobody was asking for. And now now we want answers, and you don't want to give us any. It's 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 very bizarre. I'm not sure why he doesn't want to talk about it you know he, he called LeBron old like two days ago and uh, I'm not sure not sure what happened between then and now why why he doesn't want to talk anymore it's just very very, very weird you know maybe maybe I'll have a long off season to think about it this is really what it's going to come down to talk about some uh some star power if things keep headed this direction with it uh the uh oh no I was I was saying it was good the next round was going to be the uh would be the Suns and the Lakers, but it, it won't be. I was thinking it was going to be LeBron versus Durant, but that that's not the case. No, I, I believe they will play the winner of Sacramento Golden State, which has been a fantastic series. I I need to reassess this series one more time. Apparently, every podcast I'm going to be steering this ship in another direction. I said that I thought this was going to be it for the Warriors. I didn't think they looked very good in the first two games. The whole season they struggled on the road. I think everyone pointed to that, but I was more pointing to the fact that I don't know if they were going to be able to score enough points to outscore the Kings. 
it's one thing being able to stop them, but the Kings have a very good offense. I think any good defense in the league would have a hard time shutting down the Kings, and I don't know if the Warriors are necessarily even equipped to do that anyway. So they're going to have to outscore them. And I said if they can score at least 110 or at least 120, they can for sure at least compete for a victory. But if they don't do that, they're not going to be able to outscore them. And even in a bad game, I think Sacramento can score that. I look at those, these last two wins. They put up 114, 126, even with the Draymond suspension in game three. I, I think that's that's the formula of what it's going to take to do that. Now, I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. Curry's leading the playoffs so far with five threes a game and a ridiculous 31.5 points per game. He's amazing. He's as efficient as ever. I, I, he's finishing everything. He's doing all sorts of stuff. I'm not sure if they can continue to do this, though. I'm, I'm a little disappointed with, with Sacramento not being able to steal either of the games. It felt like they had an opportunity in both of them, but maybe this is that experience. And, I mean, if you looked, if you rewind all of this back in your Sacramento, you're up 2-0, you have Draymond getting suspended, and yet somehow we're going back home here, and it's 2-2. Is, is it panic time, or is this more of what, what we kind of thought was going to happen? I mean, you you picked Sacramento in this one, so what are you feeling? It would have been nice for them to get game four. You, you lose by one. You make the run in the, you know, in the fourth quarter to try to try to make something happen, but you know, it doesn't, doesn't quite work out for you. But we've seen all year the Warriors just bizarrely struggle on the road. And the Kings got their, their, whole, their whole thing. You know, light the beam. Everyone gets all excited. You got to win the game so you can light the beam. Uh, I, it's just it's just so tough because you know the Warriors are they're the defending champs. The, the the guys at the top have been through this, but just they've been through it during the regular season too. Just like they couldn't couldn't figure it out for long stretches, where it's like, yep, the uh, Warriors are ten and ten in their last twenty games, ten wins at home, ten losses on the road. So they're gonna have to win at least one of them in Sacramento, which it's not really that far for them. It's not like really going that far on the road. It's an advantage. I really think it's an advantage for both teams. It's just miles going forward. This is nice. This, they wish every, I mean, LA is going to be great too. They're, so they're going to be, one of these teams is going to be commuting to the Lakers because the Lakers are going to be Memphis. So like that's, I. it's a very small detail, but I, I do think in the bigger scheme of things, as we get farther in the playoffs, that, that that's a real impact. I think that's a, a huge advantage. Rather than having to travel, you know, from Miami to Milwaukee, like that's that's not as fun. That sounds like a way more of a har farther travel. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to talk about uh, on this team at this point because I, 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 I picked Golden State going into this, thinking the experience of this just makes sense. Wiggins is back, and that this team is going to take this seriously. And the Kings have no idea how to even take a game seriously. They haven't even been in one. And then the first two games. Very, very serious games. Very close games. And the Kings just win two close games. It seems like if the game's close, the Kings should win. And if the Warriors can't score at least 110 points, that the, they're not going to even have a chance. I, I wonder if they're going to get the same Jordan Poole they got the last two games. Because you want to talk about 0 for 2 the first two games and then really kind of showing up a little bit the last two. That seems like that's kind of a huge factor in all of that this. That sounds like that sounds like role player. Yeah, that, that sounds like they kind of win if he shows up, and if they if they don't, they're they're just real desperate. I still think that there's a real good chance we get a 56 type point game out of Curry, and I think they're going to need it if they want to win this series. It might be the next one. It could be that that one at home. I'm I'm not sure, but I I think they're going to need a heroic effort where Poole doesn't show up on the road or. Draymond maybe is in foul trouble or all the stuff that they've struggled with all of the games prior to this beyond just Curry being awesome. He's going to have to be even more awesome. And I think he could do it. It's going to be fun to watch, but I'm, I'm leaning towards Sacramento still kind of taking care of business here, even though the Warriors just, just whooped their ass like the last two games in some ways. Um, I'm thinking seven, right? It's got to go seven. Uh, I hope it goes seven. Cause we've got a lot of three, one series right now. Oh, all right. Well, I, I we, we kind of just talked through, I'd say, like the three good series kind of still going on right now. Uh, how about we make some picks on all of those? Uh, so Miami is up 3-1. I'm still going to go with Milwaukee. Who are you going with? I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Miami. Yeah, God, I feel like an idiot. It's like they're up 3-1, man. They only need one more. But it's the, like, what uh, are you but, betting dude, on? <laughs> ne next next week at this time, we could be talking about it. It's like, how did you think Miami's going to win? They're going against Giannis. <laughs> I think in a lot of ways, Jimmy gave everything he got in last night in that 
I, he, even if he wants to give more, I don't think he has any more to give. Like eventually, this is just not going to be possible. The, the, it just shouldn't. It shouldn't work. It just seems impossible. It feels like they have to rest him almost to the next game. Wear out both of these teams. Just wear them right out. All right, all right. Next, next one. Lakers are up three-one. I picked the Lakers going in. I'm sticking with the Lakers. This is yeah, a wrap. Memphis is, Mem- Memphis is a mess. It's over. This is a wrap. All right, Kings two-two with the Warriors. I actually picked Golden. I picked Golden State coming in. You picked Sacramento. You sticking with Sacramento? I'm sticking. I'm sticking with Sacramento. I like what I see. I'm. I'm. Are, I'm, I'm are put- we sure Draymond's not gonna do something stupid again? Or he's gotten that one out, and now he'll save it till the next round? Or we're we gonna get some other just weird thing that he does? I wouldn't be Talking shocked. About antics. I wouldn't be shocked if there was another weird thing. I also wouldn't be shocked though if if he just drags Sabonis down one more time and they just get rid of both of them. And it's like almost a plus for Golden State where he just took out someone else. Ah, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, it might not even be Sabonis. It could be Monk. Monk's been, like, flirting around with all this, and he's he's kind of an important scorer for them where they just lose out on on that. And I, I also there's, – there's got to be a good Kevin Herter game. All right, he's got to – he's too good to be nothing. I, I, I've seen it happen most of the year. Like, he, he's he's a good player. I, I'm not – I don't know where he is. I I still think there's a chance. He, he might have to. Uh, he he might have to step up for for um, for Fox. He he's he's got his injury. Sounds like he's gonna play, but not not what you want. Yeah. All right. Uh, next uh, next series I got here. I got Cavs Knicks. This is three one. Of the three ones, I feel like this is the least closest. Actually, I don't know why I feel this way, but I. I, I felt like the Cavaliers would be able to close out better games. I kind of like Garland and Mitchell a little bit more than I liked Randall and Brunson. But so far, the only adult in the room has been Jalen Brunson. He got a good RJ game this last one, and th- this team just looks better. I, it looks like the Cavs have thrown out their best punches and yet are still coming up short. I didn't think we would be saying this, but like the, the Knicks are going to win. This this seems this seems over. I thought this was a for sure going seven out of all of the matchups, and I'm a little bummed we're not going to get that many game sevens. We might not get any game sevens, but you know this is this is where we're at, and I, I guess I guess where we're at. I, Thibodeau's going to move out of get out of the first round here. Uh, your, your Dude, thoughts? and they're doing it in like super like Thibodeau way of like holding teams to like the lowest point total. I think like two of the games have been the Cavs' lowest point total, or two of them were, and one was in the playoffs, and one was when they played the Knicks earlier this year or something. So really just. Really hanging the hat on on defense, and I totally agree with you that Jalen Brunson is the the adult in the room, and it's just wild how just having the point guard that just is under control, it just leads everything. It just can be such an advantage. If you are Cleveland, and then you know this could this might be a little Monday morning quarterback at this point, but if you're Cleveland, I like what what, what would you, what went wrong? Like why is this not working? Like what, what you need to change something and I I'm not really sure where I would pinpoint it. It seems like they can't play Mobley and Allen together and it also seems like that that's the one thing they kind of got going for them. And that was like their advantage of like hey, they got two big guys that how are other teams going to match up with them? Is is this a bad matchup or is this a you know dare I say, it's not quite an Embiid Simmons situation, but is it a situation where maybe we have two guys that are very good but maybe not very good together? I think they're too young uh, to make that sort of to make that sort of call. Yeah, I wonder uh, off of off of one off of one playoff series. I think what they should be more concerned about is I, I don't think like, all the Knicks have even like played to to their potential. No, Randall got benched last game. They got a great RJ yeah. game, but Randall was nowhere. They they and they confidently benched him, and he almost seemed all right with it. It was like a relief, but and I've I've followed RJ's career uh, all the way and. He could be really, uh, you know, Jekyll and Hyde. With if, if you get a good game, take it because you're not sure when you're going to get it again. It just I don't know. He just like hasn't put it all together, and I I hope he's able to at some point. But you know, I don't know if you want to rely on that too much. Where Randall has been the you know former All Star, you, you you hope you can really rely on him a little bit more. I can't believe the Knicks are are going to advance out of this round. And then then you know what else? They play a very brutal playoff style basketball that I, I don't care who they play the next round it's it's gonna be something to reckon with that it's very similar to Miami where they're coming out and they're gonna hit you they're, they're gonna be physical they're gonna rebound and they're gonna play defense and they're gonna try and hold you under 100 points and sometimes they're gonna be real good at it I, I I'm, I'm not necessarily fearful of them but I'm just more of shocked of like oh man what's the wild card that could happen with this you know one injury happens to somebody and suddenly this lockdown defense is just 
marching down its way through who knows how many rounds here. Um, all right, one more, one more matchup here. Actually, we got two more. Suns Clippers. They're up three one. It was a tough battle. No Kawhi the last two games. After last podcast of nothing but high praise of saying Kawhi's amazing, Kawhi's awesome. Isn't it just so fun to see Kawhi play basketball? He's hurt. He's out, and I don't think we're going to see him again this this round. Let alone, no, nope. I, I I'm not even sure we're going to see him this year. It's 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 never going to be easy with Kawhi. I don't know if you're ever going to find out the details that you want to know about it. The only disappointing part I think to all of this is that the Clippers played a hell of a game the last two games without him, and Russell Westbrook was really good. Like, like actually good. Like, it's killing me. There were serious conversations from serious people on serious podcasts that midway through this year were saying, is this guy done in the league? Is he done being able to play basketball in the NBA? Not that long ago. He was, he was really good. He was efficient. He was aggressive. He was just the amount of fire in the playoffs. It was everything you'd ever wish for out of a guy just playing with a ton of passion and, and, and just a thousand percent, a hundred percent to the balls of the wall, just going all out. And he comes up short because he just doesn't have enough team uh, talent on the team. And and they they, they gave him everything they got. I, I want to shout out Chris Paul because he was a killer this last couple of games. He's ruthless at the end. Booker is in immensely efficient, and then Durant's just kind of finding his way and fitting in here. They're they're not a very deep team. I I feel like if Phoenix gets one more injury to just about anybody that they're in big trouble. Like I think if Josh Okogie goes down that they're in trouble. They won't struggle against the Clippers, but I think going on from here on that there's no more playing around. They kind of get lucky a little bit with Paul George being out and then Kawhi being out and that's just that's just, those are their guys, man. That's, that's the Clippers right there. That's yeah. All, all these other guys are nice players, but they aren't supposed to be the main guys. They're supposed to be helping the other yeah, guys. Yeah, it'd be like if the if, if the Suns were missing Chris Paul and Durant. It's just, oh, well, yeah, they, I guess they got eight now. They're the same way now. Or, well, I guess they got Westbrook out there, but that, that's not enough firepower to get the job done. I think you know it's really bad, and I don't know if it's specifically Kawhi or if we're going to be running into this more down the way, that the coach specifically had to mention during the, the media availability about Kawhi that it was not load management, that he was actually hurt. In actual playoff games, that had to be stated because we weren't sure. Well, how would we be sure? There's no reason to be I, sure. Let me ask you this. I'm pretty sure Russell Westbrook's going to be a free agent at the end of all of this, and his value, if you ask me, just skyrocketed. I don't know where he fits in. I'm not sure what team is interested in this sort of commitment to that style of play, but it seems like he still has enough juice in him, at least athletic, athletic wise and like fire wise that he could still be a number one option. If you want him to, I feel like this is kind of the team he should stay at. I'm not sure what the price is going to come at now, but I kind of like him as a clipper. This seems to be where I've, he's looked the best. It looked like his old self the most, but what do you think is going to happen to Russ? And, and, which should should you be interested or is this fool's gold at this point? I I agree because it's always what have you done for me lately? And since he's gotten off the Lakers, it's just it's looked a lot better. Or maybe just like we we talked about before, just has we've heard less bad things. And I mean that first game he was not efficient at all, but he made some really nice plays down the stretch. It was almost a little bit of a Marcus Smart situation where it's just man, this guy is just killing us all night. And then he makes the two plays down the stretch that turn a, a loss into a, into a win. You you are correct. He is a uh, unrestricted free agent at the uh, at the end of this year. He'll be uh, he'll be 35 next year. Uh, I think number one option is strong, but I think based off of this playoff run, that that someone's going to pick him up. Any if you could put him anywhere, is there is there a team that stands out? I gotta imagine it's gonna be some sort of kind of middle of the road team. It's not gonna be your OKCs or your Houston's where it's. Hey, we're just looking to get our guys as much run as possible. I don't think a, a premier, uh, you know, finals contender will be able to afford them. But I'm trying to think of maybe like somewhere, somewhere in the middle. I got three teams. Which of those teams have? I like right, the Clip- with it. I like the Clippers. I just think that makes the most sense. He's not going to be able to get the money that he wants. And I'm not saying these other teams should give him the money, but I think that they have a, a little bit more flexibility if they, if they want to. I, I think Toronto has has some interest here where they could maybe do a, a sign and trade with uh, an OG and Obi because they seemed like they wanted to part ways with him or just they wanted to make a move 
and and you kind of throw Russ in there. He, they got a lot of guys around him. I think that's the one thing that the Clippers have that the Lakers didn't. And, and it was it really wasn't fair to Russ to play on the roster that the Lakers had earlier, where they don't really have any shooting around him. He has a lot more shooting around him in the Clippers right now. I think somewhere like Brooklyn. Do you think, or he, some, do you think he and he and Fred VanVleet could play play together? I think some of the deficiencies defensively that you get with VanVleet, you, you you risk you risk with the same ones with Russ. But I think in a pinch, if you're in the playoffs, you can kind of get by with it. Look, if Russ is going to play. Defensive Russ in the playoffs is, is really a thing at this point. I, I don't know why it's so poor in the regular season that he's, he's just that not that great of an on-ball defender, but he's blocking shots in the playoffs. Like I've seen him chase down like a couple blocks that I, I don't even know if there's a handful of guys in the league that could have even made those plays. Like he had one that he blocked and threw it off another guy. Like those are Yeah, threw it off Booker. Those are those are and that's not a normal that's not like any Joe Schmo scorer. Like that's an elite scorer that he's 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 making a play on. So I know early on it seemed like he had he's a hopeless kind of defender, but he he's still really tall, really big, and really athletic. And I I think you pair him with like a Van Vliet who's undersized. I don't think it's the craziest idea, and it and it's very much of more of we need to shake things up because Russ is going to shake things up immediately. It it doesn't have to be like we are moving forward. This is our guy, but I think if you're a team like that and and he's gonna and maybe you get like this kind of output from him. You've got a lot of nice pieces around you. I think you just need someone to kind of steer the ship on both ways, like like all of those. The Clippers need a guy because they have two guys that are never going to be in healthy. Brooklyn has a bunch of role players, but they don't really have a single guy to do it. And if, if you think Ben Simmons is going to turn around and be that guy on paper, maybe if he is what he used to be, but that's 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 a long that's a long time ago, and that's a huge maybe. I still think I'd rather roll the dice with Russ than I would with that. And then I just think Toronto's an interesting one. I think Miami's an interesting one too, but I, I I don't I don't know if I can handle heat culture mixed with Russ. It's it's too much with Jimmy. It's uh, it's too much it's testosterone. Too, too much testosterone, man. Miami Miami won't be able to handle it. They're they're gonna. They're, I don't know what it turns into, but it's it's fascinating though that I, I don't. He has. I value. don't think Westbrook would be able to. I don't think he'd be able to stay with the Clippers because remember he got bought out. So for the Clippers, he's under a million dollars, but then to sign him back. I mean, he was he was a max guy coming into this. I don't, I don't think he'll get max money, but I, I don't know. Let's see what he does tonight. I think he'll be. I think he'll be good again. I think he'll be good. I think he's how also. How much? How much? How much do you think his like per year will be? Are you thinking like like a two year something, or would it just be one year? You think he could get longer? Ah, uh, I, I think. All right, this is this isn't this isn't fair career wise, but I think if he really if he wants to go for the championship and he really wants the ring, he does a one year kind of balloon one with the with the Clippers and stays for whatever they can afford. It maybe might even be ten a year. It might not even be anything much more than that. But it's a one year and he does that and he hopes that it goes well and they're actually competitive and that he can then get one more longer contract somewhere else and kind of go out and retire somewhere. But I, I just I'm not sure long term what this ever looks like as a de- as it deteriorates. You know, he the fact that he's just kind of proven to me that he hasn't deteriorated entirely, like his athleticism is very much still alive. But I, I see when you kind of pick that away from him. It's like, OK, what am I left with? It's it's kind of like a weird ball handler that's not athletic anymore and can't shoot. It's like, all right, how does that age? So I'm, I'm supposed to give you a lot of money now for what that turns into. That That's that's where it gets hard. But I. I think this is also a point where his value has increased so much. This might be his last chance to get a multi-year deal, and he might just sign somewhere where it doesn't even matter where it is. It's just this is my last chance get, to get this money. Get, get me the money. And yeah. I have no. I might not ever have this chance again. If he goes back to a Lakers situation for one year and has the season he was having up to the point right now, he's not getting any money. So he got he got benched early on, and like I said, people were saying I, this is his last contract, and it was a serious discussion of. Will he be on a team next year? Yeah, I think he'll definitely be on a team next year, and I, and I think he's going to get a lot more money than he's going to take away money from someone. I'm not sure who it's going to be. It's going to be some middle-of-the-road guard that somebody wants to re-sign, and they're like, oh, we can either give this to Russ or this up-and-coming guy, and uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see whose money he ends up taking. Uh, any? Uh, and you want to talk Celtics? Like, do you want to? You want to squeeze in Nuggets? Timberwolves, like, are, are we are, are we basketballed both, out here? You want to get them both, both in? B- both those series are over tonight, so. That's, that's basically what uh, I'd, I'd like to say and I'd like to see happen. I 
I will give you I'll, I'll give you a shout out to the Minnesota. You know, Denver <laughs> just wouldn't give up in that last game. Michael Porter Jr., it's like every time I'm like, is this guy overrated? And then he goes for like nine points in 30 seconds, and it's like, oh, wow, okay, well, I didn't know they had a guy that could do that. Apparently, that's that's a thing now. Okay, that's 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 nice to have. I don't know if you're always going to get that, but you just saw the, the value in, in a guy that's that tall and could take any shot over anybody, and he starts getting a heat check. Okay, good for, good for you. I was, I was shocked Minnesota was able to still pull that out despite all of that. Uh, Atlanta, you know, I don't know what their offseason is going to be like. That's a weird team. This seems like regardless. Did you see uh, DeJounte Murray got suspended for tonight? Uh, the referee uh, bump altercation thing, right? Yeah, like pretty much like the game. It was I think the game game was over. So I hadn't even uh, I hadn't even picked up on that. I, so I can't imagine that's going to help him very much. No. And but it's you can't touch the refs, guys. You're. It's unfair to judge you as as, that, as that, threatening. That's been that's been a long time. It's like leaving the bench during a fight. It's like maybe you can get away with one step, but if you take two, you're automatically suspended. And like the touch on the referee, that's another one. It just you see it, you just oh well. A lot of the other ones, you're not really sure. Ah, uh, you know, was it was Draymond gonna get suspended? Uh, I'm not sure. He stomped all over Sabonis's chest, but you know, we'll see what the NBA says. Where you know, you bump into a referee, just immediate like, oh nope, you can't do that. It's 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 real easy. I mean, you guys are professional athletes. They're referees they're professional referees they're normal sized human beings that do not to be physically altered in any way you want to talk smack to them you want to yell at them you want to do anything there are consequences for that but there are consequences for touching them as well and these are the rules they're the rules right like this is this is easy don't do that and nothing will happen you'll be you'll be fine there's there's a weird i think there's a weird technicality with all this where it wasn't during the game and it's like well is that does that make it any better? Like okay, so it was. It doesn't. So the clock the clock hits zero, and suddenly I can start threatening the ref. No, I don't think that's uh that's fair game. No, so the the game the the time might have been done with the game, but you know the game doesn't end until the referees are off the court. So you know um it it's it's disappointing. I don't know what Atlanta wants to do going forward here. I I don't really have a good solution for them. I'm not like the normally I I feel like I have a direction and I can tell you this is what this team should do. I would do this, and they got something here with that. There's a wide open. They could go in a lot of different directions. This could. I the one thing I wouldn't do is I wouldn't run this back. Is that is that is that fair to say? Like, I, I would you run this back? The only reason that I would lean towards yes on that is because you got a new coach midway through the year, and he is trying to get Trey to play off the ball more, and maybe you could have some more success going with that. But that would be the only reason why. It's like usually in these situations, you've got to change something and they've kind of already changed something just earlier than most other teams. Oh, okay. Well then I say it will be this then. I think you have Quinn Snyder and maybe it works early on in the year and that's the highest value you're going to get for Trey. And I start shopping him before the trade deadline. And I hope that we get off to a good start and that he looks good and that Quinn Snyder, I, I think is a good coach. I thought they had a good coach before too, though. So it's like, I, I don't know. It's I I like Snyder. Snyder's good too. But I I thought I mean he... leaks came out before the before the play-in game that there was trade talks and just seemed weird. Like why? Who's this? It doesn't seem like it's advantage to Trey Young right before the playoffs or to the Hawks right before the playoffs. So one of those ones of when it comes out, it's just I'm taking this with a grain of salt. And where where is this information coming from? I'm look. I don't know what team is leaking it to to to, to try and make a move for it. Like who's trying to destroy his value? in effort to trade for him. Because you look across the rosters, like I had a hard time finding a, a Westbrook home. This is even harder because this is this is a trade for home. He this, for sure is going to get money. Yeah, it's like there's no way out of it. He already, he has the contract attached to him. So this is a this is not only a, 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 a an expensive asset, it's an asset you have to give up something for it and they have an expectation of getting something for it. And, and I don't know if they're going to get he needs it. To get on a, I think he needs to get on a team that plays against the Knicks more often. That seems to be where he he shines is at MSG as the villain, but I'm not sure where else it is. So the the Toronto maybe. Maybe you just want to stick anybody in Toronto. I don't want to stick anybody in Toronto. I just you're I, just banishing people look, to Canada. I like a lot of people on the roster of Toronto and Brooklyn. I just think they need one guy, just one centerpiece on either of them, and it could be someone as ballsy and crazy as Westbrook, or maybe even Trey Young. And they, and then I think 
I think they could go somewhere with that because there's a lot I of good players. I think they already got Fred Van Vliet as a as a small guard, so I think they've already gone that route. That's and fine. If, they, if you want to stake with that, you just you just go with that. That's fine. I, that's that's all right. We saw how that worked this year. I I, I just there's a lot of nice pieces on, on on all those on all those teams. I'm saying, and they just don't have the guy. And they could easily get the guy in the draft, and that'd be the best way to do all this. And then the, it kind of solves all their problems. They get a guy that walks in is kind of a, a nice centerpiece around all of them. They have a lot of good vets and good defensive shooting around him. It's just, there's a lot of nice pieces there. I, I'm not sending everyone there. I just don't want him to go to Miami. This is going to happen. Miami's going to restock this year after they realize that they don't have any roster space for all the depleting guys. It's they, They're going to have like six roster spots open by the end of the year. If Lowry retires and Kevin Love retires and Haslam finally retires, I think that's a spot opened up. <laughs> um, all right, enough, uh, enough NBA talk. How about a little NFL talk? The... Breaking news of just today, Aaron Rodgers is officially a New York Jet. Huh, have we said that before? I <laughs> Was this was this the longest time between yeah, this trade's happening, but like it's not all the way happened. Between that initial and the okay, no, now it has actually happened. It's it's been what, six weeks? Yeah, this maybe been- even two months. I, you know, I, I'm not sure what the standard escrow is on a on a, on a trade like this, but this, this feels very much like that, where we agreed to terms and then we kind of took our time to narrow out the terms of a, uh, you know, kind of examine each other and look at look at a little bit more detailed here. But it's it happened. It's there. I, I actually thought the price was going to be more, so I think I think the Jets won in that in that sense. I, I still think it was expensive, but it, I thought I thought the the Packers sound pretty pretty stern early that they wanted to get a little bit more and. Maybe they did. The, the pick swap was nice, but it, it's only two spots, so it's it's fine. They they got something for Rodgers, who wasn't very good last year, and and now they don't have to worry about him. So I, I think that's a win for the Packers. The Jets, I think it's a worthy home run. I still think that they probably would have been better off with another year of Mike White, but you guess you'll find that out when Rodgers kind of sucks three weeks in and you got to make a really weird decision on. You're just done with Zach Wilson? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm real done, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. So you're you 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 uh, you know root for a team that's in this uh, the same division. Do, how, how much does this concern you that Aaron Rodgers, current Aaron Rodgers, is coming in and uh, going to be playing against us twice twice a year? Uh, my biggest disappointment is I don't think that that's going to be an affordable ticket price now because of the Rodgers name attached to it, and that's that's disappointing because you know I I would have circled the Jets as a W and. Now I got to pay a little bit more to see that W, and that's uh that, that's that's what I'm gonna say. That's how I feel. I think I do think the Jets had a good defense last year. I do think that they're offensively they if the, some of the running backs do come back healthy that there's there's hope there. Rodgers had a had a list of uh you know receivers he wanted signed. We'll see if they take care of the rest of that list. It seems like they already got Lazard, and he's he's fine. He's he's fine. I'm not I'm not very threatened. I, I imagine Belichick is able to scheme around uh, Lazard kind of a wide receiver threat but i i it's 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 less ideal i mean it's not mike white it's not uh it's not wilson so i i suppose it's slightly an improvement on that it, it's i just don't want him coming over and treating us like the goddamn bears can he not do that like that's that's my only fear is if he just starts punking us like the bears and be like no i own you guys i don't think it'll happen doesn't he have to be there for like a decade for that to happen you know, there's a lot of things that you could scratch your head about Aaron Rodgers. This could easily be one of them too. All right, I'm not. He's, he's not a normal guy at this point. All right, he's borderline serious people, but there's there's some head scratching stuff. I I'm not worried about. it. Are you worried about it? I'm not really worried about it. Uh, I don't see us making a, a huge leap than we did from last year. So even if he's pretty good this year, I don't think this is our year. So for the Jets to have to use up a bunch of draft capital to make this happen where I agree with you. Anything is kind of an upgrade from, from Zach Wilson. And even, you know, a little bit of what we saw from, from Mike white, where I, I even after, after last year, Aaron Rodgers still very competent quarterback and kid and get, can get the job done. You know, he's a professional, but I, I just don't see it as, uh, you know, if they had gotten uh, you know, Lamar Jackson, like that would be like, Oh, that's, that's not good. And, you know, we got Aaron Rodgers is 39. He'll be 40 in the, the, the middle of the season. So, I, you know, Brady was able to go, but no one else besides Brady was able to keep keep going for that long. So I, I just wonder how many how many years he's got left in the tank. There's a world where they kind of get lined up. I mean, you know, Buffalo could take an injury. 
Miami takes an injury, New England is either the, the good team during the parts of last year or the bad team during the parts of last year. I'm not sure what team will show up the following year here, but hopefully we're slightly better. I, I just, I just hope so. I, I'm, 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 I'm still on the rebuilding mode with with the New England Patriots at this point, and it's what year three, year four. Where, where were we at with all this with the post Brady stuff? Where I hope that we would just get better every year, and I'm not sure if we're doing that. And the division seems to get better every every year. And I are we going to catch up? Like, is, are you like where would you rank us right now in the in the division? Throw Rogers in there. Like, is, is this like did we leapfrog them? Did they leapfrog us? Like what? Uh, should I just do what I did before this season and just put him at number one? That worked out great for me. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll do the, the fantasy recap for the last five years from, from Zach here. Just uh, McCaffrey, you want, you want to take him number one. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the best, best worked fantasy. out, worked out real well, uh, this year. Best, best fantasy advice uh, I, I can give you. And, uh, if it doesn't work out, I'll, I'll give you your money back. Like, uh, like the soccer. Yeah. Player. Yeah. <laughs> What, what, so this what, was over in a. This was over in a in in Europe. Uh, the uh the the, the Spurs. <laughs> so well, this is going on. You read the headline of that. The Spurs uh, players are gonna refund the fans. They lost six to one, uh, at Newcastle. So I guess about three thousand fans made the 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 trek to go up. <laughs> in the first twenty minutes, they went down five nothing. It got their interim coach fired, and so they came out and said, "Hey." This was unacceptable. You know, we understand your frustration and, you know, like words aren't enough for this. So we're going to go and we're going to refund your tickets. Do you think this would ever happen in an American sport? No. And if it did, all right, if it did happen, you would take the money. But I'm not sure you would win me as a fan. Like it almost it would be like you, you bought me, but you bought me to stay away from this. I don't want to be bought. Like I'll take the money, but I'm not going to come back. Like this, this would be like, like, are you, are you, can you be bought off for a loss? Like, are you all right? Are you, you're so tied and committed and loyal to all your, all your fan bases that it it's, it's impossible to drag you away from anything. Like this wouldn't have changed anything. Like if anything, you would have taken the money and put it towards the team or something. Say, go get a better attack player or something, guys, you know, hire a new coach, you know, like, (laughs) yeah, then I would would be like, sweet. Now I have money to go to another game. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it's, it's interesting. I, have you ever felt the, like, the, like you deserve to have your money back? Like, has there ever been that bad of a performance or that disappointing of a game that you were like, you know, I, I really like, there's no way I could do this, but I, if there was a way I should have been paid back for this one. Uh, I've, I've been lucky that the teams that I root for have, have good ownerships have had a lot of success. Uh, but I could see other teams where this would apply to. Yeah, this is how Russ is gonna end up getting a ton of money for the Clippers. Where like this guy just plays guys. Like you, you've never heard of this before, but it's he just yeah. Apparently, he just goes out and plays like all of the game. Yeah, and he, and he, and he plays hard, and it doesn't matter if he's like up twenty or down twenty. Like sometimes he, he plays just, even harder when he's down twenty. Like it's, yeah, <laughs> it just he'll just he'll just keep going. He doesn't you know he just doesn't sit. I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It's like a, like like an alien or something. Uh, all right, uh, I got about seven minutes left in the podcast here. I have not mentioned or talked about or even have a whole lot of thoughts on the NFL draft, but I figure let's squeeze in what you want to squeeze in right now. I have zero takes, I have zero interest, and I, my only take is I don't think a single player of this draft is going to impact a single team of the playoffs this year. I, I'm, I'm not sold on anyone. Like, where's the talent? Who's the who's the game changing career? Like, we're going to remember this guy's name. I, I think the the jersey sales of this draft are going to be the worst of all time. That's that's where I'm at, and maybe I'll look like an idiot in like a couple of weeks. But how how could you say you don't know anybody anybody in the draft and then say that the 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 jersey sales are going to be terrible? Well, if you haven't done any research, then you're not going to know anybody. Nobody nobody's worth knowing. All right, these the, the, all these guys are going to be forgotten is that, about. Is that a hot take though? Because in the in the NBA, I, I don't think it would even be a hot take, and those guys impact pretty quickly. But to get a guy even in the first round in the NFL for them to be on a playoff team and to make an impact. I think that that might be, might be a stretch, right? All right. Well then I'm not really excited to just watch any of the guys about to get drafted play. And that's unusual. Maybe is that, is that fair to say? I'm, a, I'm just not as excited. 
I'm nobody's exciting to me in this draft. Oh wow. Not just nobody. 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 Come okay. on. Sell All me right. a, sell me on one of them. All Go right. ahead. There's you can't. They're not there. They're, it's it's fine that the guys are gonna take the guys they gotta take because that's what everyone's telling them to take and it's it's what you do when you're desperate for a quarterback. It's fine. Go ahead, do all that. But if you're, if you're all these other teams, man, I, I'm I'd be trading out of this. I don't know if that's just the Patriot in me, the Belichick inside me of the, the ten years of trading back. But I would be trading back. I I I thought the Rodgers deal was almost a, an advantage that they just swapped that and they were like, sure, go ahead, move up two picks. That's that's cool. It was a fifteen to seventeen. That's that's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you think you're getting. You can't get here. But maybe, maybe I'm just not over oh, analyzing anything here. But I'm. That, that's my, my NFL draft for, for two minutes right now. I don't know if you got anything else on that. Like, is there, is there a is player there, you're is excited there for? Is there anything you're hoping that the Patriots will do? Well, I mean, I had my fingers crossed for Lamar Jackson, but that seems to – I'm not sure if that's even over or, or, or still possible, but it seems very unlikely either way. That That's that's the move I would be holding out for. I, I really wouldn't want anything else. If we were going to make a move, it would be a move like that where we are – all in. I don't want to make a little, big swing. I don't want to do little moves because I'm. I still think we got a lot to work on with Mac and to figure all of that out. And I think if we did make any more moves, we would just quickly realize that maybe Mac could be the guy, but he's just not ready to be the guy, and and that'll just be frustrating that we we went for it this year and he just wasn't ready for it. So I I would only do that if we did something at the quarterback position, and I don't think we're going to because I think we still want to know if he's going to be the guy, and, and maybe he will be, and we will be able to make those moves when when he's. Hopefully we ready. have the sort of new offensive coordinator. So uh, kind of what I talked about before of either you got to change the player or change the coach. And we changed the coach. So maybe we hold off and see if you know, is Mac able to improve with this new, new organization uh, decision. Almost football season. I'm having a great basketball season, though. I, I, I just want to point out, like, the game's been good. I've been watching them. It's been nice. I'm yeah. – Real tired of a lot of commercials, though. It's the the same songs and the same ads, and the, it's the same stuff. I I don't know what the future is like of how to avoid the numbing part of all that, but I I, I want to watch the games too, and I want the volume on, and I want to listen to all this. But I, I'm telling you, like after watching game after game after game, I find myself muting it, and then it's like I turn it on for the last five minutes of the game. Am I, am I the only one struggling with this? You don't, you don't ever feel that way? Like there's just an exhaustion of commercials. Uh, I'm surprised, uh, or maybe not surprised, that uh, the Dr. Pimple Popper, that was only for the play-in games, and now I have not seen that nearly as much. Oh, man. Because <laughs> that was one of the things I asked you, like, hey, is, uh, is, is this real? What's happening here? I the, the, the commercials just seem so desperate to just grab any attention at all now, too, that it's... it's uh, I, the, the commercials are hard, man. I, I, I don't know what, what we're supposed to say. The advertising pays for everything, so it's hard for me to pick it all apart. I just want to live in a world where... Everything's just free, and we don't need to worry about crap like that. But ah, just so many songs and stuck in my head, and every every night. And I know they're not going away either. Like there's still like five more weeks of this. Yeah. <laughs> no, maybe once they uh, we get to the finals, they're on ABC, and the commercials will be a little different. Maybe. Maybe I I almost just wish they had more takes of the same ones too. Like I know you have different commercials of all this. Just run you the know same what? This what now that you mention it, I was trying to think. It's like I don't know, I think it's be bad. I think it's because on uh, on Saturday night, my my dad came to visit. So on the the, the main screen, we had a uh, Supercross on, which for those of you that don't know, I had a couple questions. That is when dirt bikes are flying through through the air off of jumps in football stadiums. But it was that all the commercials were like pretty much all different, and maybe that's why it was just like you know what, this is just kind of nice, like. Hey, here's like for these riding gloves or here for motorcycle tires. It's just like it's not just like you said, like the same commercials, <laughs> the same Burger King commercial, that same jingle that's been going on since football season. Oh, I didn't even want to shout them out. But yeah, they, those assholes. That's the one. Bastards. We all know what you're talking about. Oh, they're all so brutal. No, they're all they're they're all I don't even want to just put them out because I feel like I'm just giving them more attention than I'm trying not to give them. Uh, if you if you've been a, if you watch any hockey, I'm just I'm, it's, a, it's a tough beat, man. It's. There's a lot of commercials in basketball. There's a lot of playing in hockey. They just go. It's it's nice. It's it's, it's very different. I don't, I don't. That's really all I got. I got no other hockey takes. I wanted to have more hockey takes. Like I try, but I'm just such a. So just, that'll fill in later on when, like right now, we got still having three games on at night and on the weekends it's four games. When it goes down and then it's, all right. Well, 
there's this game it's a blowout then i'm much more likely to kind of sneak sneak some some hockey in but with hockey you gotta focus the whole time you were mentioning the commercials it's like the reverse if you put your head down and you look at your phone for a little too long you're gonna miss stuff i like it i, li I like it. it 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 draws me in i don't know what's going on and i can't tell you a whole lot about it but it's it's just action and it's just going it's not stopping it's not slowing down uh but we're not going to stop and we're not going to slow down. I imagine we will be back to our normal schedule next week. I'm hoping Monday. Monday recording, huh? What do you think? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, we should be able to do Monday. All right. We'll be back next week. Thank you, as always, for listening. Go Seas. Little column A, little column B.